Hello and welcome to You Set the Tone, the podcast that takes an x-ray to the medical drama show ER. We examine the show with surgical precision and celebrate the high pressure and beating hearts of the show. My name is Sharon. My name is Ed. And I'm Sean. And today we are talking about When the Bow Breaks, which is season four, episode four. Mm. Mm. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, already this season is getting so good. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, yeah. We kind of have a bit of an, a big event episode, uh, yeah. which is cool. Which, and what I loved yeah. about that as well is it didn't really start that way. It was quite, no. it just felt like it was going to be just a kind of, maybe a karma one, but then it kind of really, especially after, you know, Jerry burned the place down, you think maybe this is the time to kind of, you <laughs> yeah, know, breathe yeah. in and take a moment. But no, no, that's not ER style at all. Um, which, you know, that's why we, that's why we love it. So. Exactly. Um, I knew it was going to be a weird one. I just, sorry, because I have to get this off my chest. I knew it was going to be a weird week when I caught myself going, huh, I agree with Jen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. I feel dirty. Just to warn everybody, that is one of the signs of the apocalypse. So I think this might, I was going to say you didn't text. I was waiting for the Jen Hakes. Normally when Jen comes on, he he will message us and, uh, you know, just a tirade about her. And we didn't get one this time around. So it's a bit like, hmm. What's going on? Well, should we start with Mark? Because you've kind of introduced Jen. Um, Mm. So he's kind of, he's in bed and he's, somebody's on the door, you know, outside knocking on the door and he kind of wakes up and he, the apartment's really horrible there's just mess oh, everywhere and take out and bat, you know uh, clothing and all that and he opens the door and it's jen um yay, yay. no no so, in, in, so initially initially my eyes like oh no like you hear the voice coming through the door and it's just like oh god you know bloody jen the probably gonna be bloody <laughs> rachel with her now as well <laughs> um and then you know mark basically deactivates shields just to let her in i know yeah um, yeah, like there's like three or four locks in the door, and then that kind of weird doorstop thing. Yeah, as well, I, that scares me because I think if there's a fire and you're trying to get out quickly and you've got that doorstop, that's a, just the kind of thing you'd end up falling over or, or yeah. tampering you. Anyway, I'm not a fire person, so I can't say that. I know that for a fact, but it just seems dangerous to me. Not a fire person, more of an earthling. Hey. hey, hey, I made a funny. He did. Um. Yeah, so she comes in and she's, well, first she's very concerned, isn't she? She's very much like, you know, I, I'm worried about you. Are you okay? And, yeah. and he's quite defensive and a bit, you know, not great with her. And that's when she kind of says, well, you know, Rachel fell asleep in class and that's not okay. And and kind of turns it more into, you know, I was worried about you and I've come here out of concern. But actually, if you're not going to even own up to that or even be bothered, then you're not going to see Rachel like. And I completely get that, you know. If it's starting to affect her school, her schooling and things, you know, it's not fair. That it's it's hard to in fairness, it is, it's hard to argue with that. And it's it's just more of this as as Mark has gotten slightly physically better. Yeah. He's, he's out of the cast now. He's I won't say he's getting worse, but he's definitely stuck in this rut. And he is yes. and it seems like he's doubling down. And we get more examples of that kind of throughout this episode. But Absolutely. but really, I think. Uh, and I actually, funny enough, I mean this in a more positive way than it's going to come out. Oh, okay, here we go. <laughs> the way they've depicted Jen up until now, if Jen is calling you out, you've done yeah. something wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I, I sort of put on my notes, is Jen wrong? 
I'm like, no, yeah. she's not. She's well within her rights. It's he's is he trying to play cool dad or just doesn't care dad? Yeah, easy life dad, or you know, yeah, uh, yeah and I think stay up. yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, and also he just everything about his like layer, and that's what I have to call it because it feels like a layer, like you know, it's really dark and there's crap everywhere, and he's like yeah. miserable and shuffling around in it. And literally, I would not have been shocked if he'd kind of woken up and had been the Green Goblin or something from Spider Man because he just he <laughs> looked, he, yeah, he just feels very dark, doesn't he? And um, but yeah, so they you know, they she's made that decree, and I, I'm I'm completely on board with her i yes. i think actually just funnily you you mentioned there um that maybe did you just want this easy life i think you might be hitting the nail on the head there because of something that happens later on sorry that something yeah. that happens later on in the episode that really supports that theory that it's like no passive path of least resistance that's that's mm-hmm. how i'm living my life um and kind of a bit up, up to here as well i mean we've seen in the previous episodes where like where laura quentin came in with the um you know the the bulimia and he just washed mm. his hands of it and we, we kind of we saw that we had that hint last week and and, and also when um you know uh, Lydia came in and said oh we've got this patient he was just like nah give it to someone you know and that's just yeah, not yeah. the green we know and he I mean he comes into work and Doug is just like oh how are you and he's like oh how am I I'm a screw up who watches too much tv and you know, really like again like a teenager like this is just his way of kind of having a bit of a tantrum and then he kind of stalks off and everybody's a bit like okay he's still in a bad mood sorry mm. leave him alone so yeah yeah absolutely um really the best thing for a senior doctor in a department to be well, left alone because he's in a mood yeah exactly. and how long has he been in this mood for you know and it's yeah, yeah. he and he's the head of it his head, the head of all this, you know, Weaver's doing yeah. all that other stuff, but he is the the man who's supposed to be setting taking charge and setting the tone. And, you know, he's just not doing the job at all. Because um, then later, you know, we see him, well, J- uh, Jeremy gets brought in and Jeremy's, I think, speaking for all of us when he says he sees a negative energy uh, hmm, in green, yeah. you know. And I don't think he needs to be off meds or anything like that to see that, I think, you know probably heightened um and i think even with him green's very much like let's just get a site consult bit, bit dismissive not really mm. he's not what spending he even, that time don't humor him yeah you know i wouldn't sometimes yeah. wouldn't humoring you know somebody who's clearly having a psych like no you want to keep them calm you don't yeah. want you know i realize this is stereotyping but you don't want somebody who's going through a psych incident to be yeah. cornered or you know feel like they're being pressured because you just don't know what could happen yeah exactly yeah Yeah, absolutely so he's kind of very dismissive with 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 jeremy and is stalking around and at one point he just completely disappears you know they they get this call all these people are coming in um where's mark where is he where is he of course he's smoking on the steps of the l like the five-year-old he is not the five-year-old smokes but you know (laughs) i mean maybe in some place in chicago um i mean I think mentally he's acting like a five-year-old. He's also kind of slash 15-year-old, you know, very like, oh, no one gets yeah. me. I'm going to put my angst. music on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the thing that sort of I picked up on was that smoking doesn't suit him. Do you know some people, like you could yeah. almost oh my God, yes. clean having a fag and, and being all debonair and stuff. But with him, it's yeah. just, 
sort of seems skeevy and just doesn't, it's not right somehow. Yeah. I know that's probably what they're going for, but it just was, oh, don't, ugh. It's a bit like, like when you see somebody, as a, you know, as a teenager and they're trying to act cool and you know that the smoking is just so not something that they yeah, really all, just works for them or yeah, they're yeah. even enjoying. And that's how it feels. It feels very much like an act, doesn't it? Yes. Um, which I think, yeah, as you say, I think possibly is the purpose, but um, yeah, you know, he he finally gets brought back in, um, and he's working on on different kids. There's um, because there's been a, a policeman has run into a bus in a kind of high speed chase, which we've seen on the TV. And I thought actually that's really nineties, isn't it? The high speed yeah. chase. I don't know how. I feel like it was it was it becomes such a phenomenon, kind of all the they knew that helicopters could kind of follow mm, people, yeah. you know, and then they'd put it all on the news and it just felt very, I mean, like I know at the OJ Simpson is the one I'm thinking of, course, yeah. Say, yeah, the big, yeah. big one, but um, it just felt like that became a bit of a phenomenon in kind of um, in the nineties. And they, they're kind of playing with that. Cause you, you see that on the screen and they're all kind of watching this fugitive um, at one point, uh, a bus, you know, a bus, bus full of kids gets, hurt by a police guy who's on the chase which is horrible so all these kids you know and they get in 10 majors when even the carol asks for three so you know it's it's mad so he's having to kind of obviously be you know between patients and there's um there's one who's he's with doug and that i think the boy's dead or dying and he sort of comes in nearly flat i know he's seconds away from flatlining yeah um And there's a little bit of it. There's there's a couple of Chekhov's guns in this episode. One, mm-hmm. as they're standing at the desk watching, oh, look, there's a high speed check. You're kind of like, and we will be getting rammed in the fall in a few minutes. And that's fine. <laughs> but then when uh, Cynthia is walking, to, she's kind of walking through the halls and going, oh, my God. And she's kind yeah. of stopped by this mother. Uh, I, you know, he was showing his friend his gecko. He was showing his friend his gecko. Yeah. And of oh, I course, think he was a teacher, yeah. Oh was, oh, was that the teacher? Sorry. That okay. Was yeah, the teacher, yeah, yeah. yeah, that point. Um, Grandia. In which case, potentially not so much of a Chekhov's gun then, but maybe more <laughs> of a, a kind of a, hmm, will this come back? Okay, yeah, yeah Chekhov's gun. It's, it, yeah. it's one, yeah, oh. but it's one of those, like, you know, when's World War Go? I wonder why you've told us all that information. Will that come back? You know, that's <laughs> what I always feel like with when they do those little things. But yeah, because because then you see the kid and he, that he kind of unfurls his hand and he's got the little yeah. you know, gecko yeah. in his hand. So you realise this is the kid that the teacher was looking for. And um, I have to make that last minute choice is do we operate on the kid or the gecko? Exactly. <laughs> and they went yeah. gecko and I'm like, OK, fine. Why not? Why I mean, not? Frankly, at this stage, they probably had as much of a chance of saving either. Yeah. Um, I mean, he was, it's, it's, it's like you say, it was, he became, he became a practice case very quickly, you know. Um, but I felt like I, Green was very quick to, to really get, you know, be like, all right, done. And, and Doug says, you know, come, he's a kid, you know, let's give him a, you know, let, Green felt a lot more, I think sometimes with a kid or something like that, you might try a little bit more or, or, yeah. or and I think, you know, Green was very quick to, sh- to kind of close it down. Doug had to be like, you know, he's a kid. Let's let and, and Doug just carried on, didn't he? And um, you know, it didn't work. But um, I think that was a real, a real moment again of showing, you know, this he's just altered and he's not who he normally is. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, you'd think like you know, up until the last couple of episodes of the last season, Doug wouldn't have had to say that. Yeah. You That's know, there I might have been a, an exchange or a look between them, maybe. I mean, but it it wouldn't have had to have been addressed because it's a kid. 
of course yeah. you go all out you know what else you're supposed yeah. to do um and then yep so he calls it and then it's not that mark doesn't seem bothered i mean mm. he obviously clearly is he's on you can see there's an automatic that you just yeah. kick into that's fine um and he's being pulled left right and center in fairness they all are yeah um and a face from his past pops up again and this became really interesting really fast yeah um, through. i'm trying to remember her name now um doris Dor- thank you yeah, yeah. doris the, who the addict the yes addict, yes yeah who, yeah yeah we'd, we'd seen her in before um you know complete she was presenting as and as is confirmed in this episode she's a crackhead to, yeah. to use mm-hmm. their terminology um and mark had been extremely dismissive of her before to be sort of proved right not yeah. not as methods but the way that he spoke to her you know is sort of proved right um and she comes in and you know first thing we see she slams against the desk oh i'm in pain i'm in pain you're kind of like okay what flavor of demerol are you here for this week you know yeah. um and then completely out of nowhere carol is going from one trauma to the next and she looks down happens to see this bloody footprints on the ground and i'm yeah. kind of like hang on you know has, has one of the kids got up and gone to the bathroom yeah. or something and then she bursts and there's doris on the floor and i'm like mm. oh god oh uh, and for me in my head i just didn't i didn't assume pregnancy straight away i just thought yeah. no there's something because we didn't see her from the way she could have been stabbed well, for all we yeah. know, you know? Or, or yeah. like maybe like a drug meal, you know, and something yeah. might have exploded or something, you know, that you don't get it straight off, do you? Um, until kind of Carol takes her, you know, kind of gets her up and, and takes her and starts to like examine her. And she says, well, you know, you're pregnant. And yeah. she sees the head and it's basically crowning. And she's, and Doris is very much like, no, 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 I just need the toilet. And she's like, no, 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 you literally, you're going to have a baby now. And she's calling. And as we said, you know, it's it, it's mad in the, um, in the ER. So nobody's kind of coming. And Doris pushes when she's not supposed to. So the baby ends up, you know, being born and, ends up on the floor um straight away Doris is like Carol dropped it she had my baby Mm. and then she dropped it Carol's like I didn't have to touch the baby because you know it came out too fast and I told you not to push I wasn't ready you know all that kind of stuff so this it's a bit of a she said she said situation and it is it's I mean legally Doris has every right to seek a lawyer if she wants to she is human just like anybody else but I mean like we all know Carol didn't drop the flipping baby, you know, um, and all Green had to say. So Green, sorry, is pulled in and they try and resuscitate the baby uh, to no avail. Yeah. Doris starts, you know, screaming. I think, I suppose, understandably, you know, yeah. that's fine. She's, she's killed my screaming. baby, yeah. Exactly. She's like, oh my God, I have another one coming. This, it's just the afterbirth. And, you know, again, all very, very good. But it was so abundantly clear that... Carol had not dropped the baby, you know? Um, And if if the argument had to be made of, all right, listen, it'll come down to CCTV, but it never would have got to that stage. But all right, yeah, okay. Mark could have just said, listen, I wasn't in the room, but come on, she's got my full faith here. You know, Carol, listen, Dory, it's not going to get, that's all you need to say. It's not going to get to that. And even then, Joe, he could have even said, it's not going to get it. And he could have said that without it even needing to be whether I'd back you up or not. Exactly. Because he's not listening. 
don't worry about that of course you didn't but, yeah I know yeah. I know you I know what you're doing yeah. I'm here yeah I'm the exactly. leader I'm here I'm also your friend uh, and that's the main do. thing like yeah yeah, yeah. And, and Carol I think quite understandably feels quite betrayed absolutely and, yeah and, and, and you know what indignant some in, some proper indignancy comes out so later on Mark does not apologize. No. Um, what he does do is the the autopsy comes back on the baby. At this point, yeah. Doris has, uh, I think, I think Doris she has come down from her high before the yeah. autopsy she comes back. She was a bit more sober. Yeah. 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 And she's certainly calmer around Carol. And I'm kind of like, as a viewer, I'm going, I think that would be the end of that lawsuit there. That That's oh. just, you know, the cries of somebody who's not in their right mind, you know? Absolutely. I was surprised yeah. that Carol went in to treat her. Like, Surely, if you're in, implicated in a potential lawsuit, you wouldn't be allowed to treat the person who. I thought that she? that she'd done that. I, I don't think she was completely right in doing that. I think she did it yeah. because she was really trying to get this person to change their mind because yeah. she was really worried. But I think the other side of it is there really was no one else around. You know, as she yeah. says, there oh, isn't yeah. anybody else here. So they're, they're really slammed that day. So I feel like. You could kind of see it both ways. Um, yeah, like that's it. Because then I, I think I, I see that thought as well, where she's like, oh, shit, mm. then, oh, excuse me. Uh, but all Doris has to do is say, you know, and then they try to bully me into saying one thing or another, which yes. obviously yeah. isn't the case. But um, it, it's put, it feels very much like pouring petrol on a fire that's already going, mm, you know, you're giving her more fuel, aren't you? Possibly more fuel to, mm-hmm. to, to say stuff. And actually, Carol isn't that nice when she's dealing with it she's really quite which is also tough to watch because I I completely get it she she must be terrified for a job and she's obviously very angry at this woman who's you know calling her into question but she also on the other hand needs to think this is a woman who was high who's just given birth without realizing you know didn't know she was pregnant the trauma of giving birth the baby ends up dead there's a grief or there's some kind of madness in all of that that it felt like Carol should maybe have I don't know, understood about because she's really quite tough with her. She is. I was, yeah, she's quite, I wouldn't say rough, but assertive when she's trying to examine it. And I, yeah. I was just, oh, d- mm, slow down. I felt like she was going to like, you know, put her, you know, threaten her, like push her down and be like, make this go yeah. away. You know, it could have really got proper East End uh, gangster yeah. type, but, but it didn't thankfully, but you know. Um, but as you say, you know, so Green has, but the damage has been done. Uh, Green tells Carol, look, the autopsy's come back. You, the baby actually died in utero two days ago, so definitely it wasn't you. And he doesn't apologise or say anything like that. Um, and and that's where she actually calls him out, and I thought that was good. I, I wrote Because she's like, this, yeah. yeah, I only got the last two lines of kind of, because they're building towards something that Carol's going to do. But um, she basically says, you know, well, what about you? You should have done your job because she came in. She'd been in four times, twice seen by you. Nobody ever did a pregnancy test. And he's like, well, was there anything to indicate? And she's like, well, obviously, because she is pregnant, which, you know, Mm. is true. And we've seen this. We've seen Mark last week with that, uh, Laura. We've seen him just, even with Doris before, you know, just really shouting at people, um, not caring. And then he says, and this is the crux, I think, which is something that Carol, it's the second time this has come up in a couple of weeks, but because before they were talking about needing a safety net and and she said, you know, why don't we have that safety net? But, um, you know, Green says, 
what what should we have done we can't help people who can't help themselves and carol says no mark those are exactly the people we should be helping yes. and i loved I was that put, like punch the air i was like yeah go on carol yes yeah. she's spot on and he used to be compassionate he would have been there do you yeah. know what i mean it's yeah like yeah normal mark would never mm. have would never have made a statement like that because the, the words as soon as they come out are like oh how do you help people who won't help themselves you just help them that's yeah, yes. that's kind yeah. of the point of a hospital you know <laughs> um, yeah and yeah it's and i, I love uh because you can imagine being the fly on the wall in that situation. You have Doug is just like, oh, I'm suddenly really interested in this research proposal yeah, that I have put me. together. <laughs> here. Oh, I've just got it. these blank pieces of paper I'm shuffling around. I'm look busy, look busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have a piece of paper. I, I can't possibly be stopped at any point. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it's, you know, and, and you can just, you can feel the frustration and fair play, obviously for Carol, fair play for Carol for not telling him to go and, take yeah. a swing because now obviously there is he is the boss they're all friends but he is still the boss so she would yeah. in theory get herself in trouble if she said will you pull your head out of your ass because yeah. Yeah. this is not benefiting the patients what you're going to basically what jen said about rachel yeah. earlier again this feels weird saying this but like what jen said about rachel could easily easily uh fit what's going on at the er as well this is not benefiting patients Mark, you oh, need to get out of here. With you saying you agree, it's weird. Give him it's, shivers. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a full moon outside? Is it? Oh, no, yeah. Honestly, um, but that's it. I mean, his approach to life at the moment is just what's the easiest route. It's easy to ignore mm. a woman screaming who's an addict and not do a pregnancy test, and it's easy to ignore the poor teenager who comes in who's bulimic and needs help, and not you know intervene in any way. For him, it's just I'll. And sadly, you know, they're coming back in because there are people around, you know, that's their hospital around and that you, you can't just bury your head in the sand. And, and for Carol as well, this is the second week in a row or third week in a row where he's really because he hired Cynthia, you know, in the in that first week when they were supposed to do the interviews, um, she wanted to, to do more. And he said no. Then behind her back, he hired Cynthia. Then Cynthia comes in and she's like, you know, what are you doing? Yeah. You're just not caring about the job at all because you wouldn't have normally done that and then you also kind of you know Laura was a patient that Carol was with and then Doris was another patient that she's also seen that have been kind of you know that he's he's just forgetting so I can really see Carol's frustration and why she would this would be kind of the a bit of a last straw for her for her to kind of break a bit with him um and I'm here for it because he needs somebody to really shout at him or do something I don't know I thought maybe last week it would wake him up a bit but it just hasn't. He's still kind of, you know, furthering, and I don't know what it's going to take to for him to go. Actually, I need yeah. help. He needs um, a a fair wallop round the head. Um, the exactly. Whether it's yeah, I don't know, because right now, if Anspa was to come in and say, uh, "You're endangering patients. Get the hell off. Get the hell out of my ER," yeah. I feel right now he would be a bit like. Oh, what do you know? You're not here every day. You don't see, you know. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so um, I look forward to seeing what the resolution to this story is going to be. It might uh, be me coming in and just shooting him because I can't take <laughs> sad Mark anymore. I need, no. I need a return. I need, or I need a healing Mark, but I can't watch him self-destruct anymore. It's, it's killing yeah. me softly. 
Yeah. So I'm going to put that out there. All right, okay. cool. Let's let's uh, let's let's get our time machines. We're going to go back, have a chat with <laughs> uh, the writers, and be like, "Listen, come on now, this is enough." Yeah. yeah. Stop. Stop. Uh, um, right. Where should we go next? So we did we, we did do we've done Carol because that's Carol's kind of big story this week. Um, and I, I think it's all. Say, did you mention about Mark bumping Cynthia and giving a lift home? Oh, that's uh, true yeah. as well. Well, actually, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, and there's a moment as well, actually, earlier when it, with Jeremy, where Jeremy's kind of doing his usual, you know, bad negative energy. Um, and then Cynthia's there and, and, and Jeremy says, you know, she likes you. So he's already planted that yeah. in his head. But then also he does say to him, he says, you know, you've got to face the fear. You can't be scared I of know, it. He's spot on. Mm. And yeah, yeah. I, I like that character, like you said already, because... I guess he's not actually an angel but or speaking to an angel but there's obviously an intuitive element to him that he's picking yeah. up on things mm. on a subconscious level and he's picking up on, on Mark's tension and yeah. the, the attraction and also you know Lily's hair that needs sorting out apparently oh yeah apparently that yeah, was yeah. a bit Bad hair day. Um, yeah <laughs> uh, the thing I was going to say as well about Jeremy that I thought was interesting um was just sometimes people say as well don't they there's sometimes medications that they get put on you know, really block certain aspects or those, you know, yeah. his intuition or things like that. So it was interesting because he really didn't want to go back on the on the meds, but obviously he had to. But, you know, he, he dispensed what he dispensed. And it's always good when you're going through a crisis to have, you know, somebody come and give you the, the exact, yeah. you know, what's the word, hmm. um, thing that you need at that moment to hear, uh, which is yes. what he did. Um, yes. Should we go to Benton next? think yeah 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 i think so because we get we get quite a lot with benton in terms of you know in such a short space of time and in a very packed episode we get quite a lot of i suppose character development and also explanation yes to some of how benton's been acting and i thought it was really really um timely Yes. And bittersweet. And satisfying for me in some ways. It, it felt mm. like it was so good to see him really open up and actually face something and say what he meant rather than just kind of going into himself and grumbling and being kind of, you know, passive aggressive. He actually kind of, he, he kind of confronts stuff, which which was great to see. And I, I love what they're doing with Benton. I think that this edition of him having this baby has just been so... I wonder if for Eric LaSalle himself, like, must have been like, this is such a cool, another facet yeah. to play, you know, get to be this softer and this guy, you know, who's so, so hard-headed, all of a sudden facing, you know, fatherhood for the first time. Because yeah. um, that, I mean, that's where we open the show. It's Benton, he's knocking on Carla's door and and he's got all this stuff with him. And we know that we learn it's Reese is coming home today. And um, it's very early because she says, you know, I'm going to have to get you a key if you're going to be coming in this early. But he's brought all these, he's doing his usual Benton thing. <laughs> he's taking a, what could be a lovely sweet day and he's going, yeah. right, I've got oxygen tanks. I've got all, let's look at everything that could wrong. Show me how you would resuscitate the baby. If, and, and Carla's just standing there like, like terrified. <laughs> She's also like, I'm not a second year med student. Give me a break. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know? uh, exactly. She mispronounces defibrillator. And oh, he's yeah, just like, yeah. no, you got to get the right. Yeah. Why would that be necessary that exactly. she has to get that word pronunciation correct? You know, exactly. Because if he's got one, she doesn't need to worry about asking for anybody exactly. for one. Yeah. And also, uh, you kind of would know what she's talking about. Um, the shocker. 
yeah um yeah so we, we, uh, you know we start the day with that and then he's very much like oh, he, he can't be there which is a shame for him you know he's taken a lot of time off already because Reese has obviously been in hospital um but the mom's gonna come you know pick the baby up and he's getting you know asking all the questions about car seats and all that and I don't know again you know Carla the patience of an angel there because I would mm. <laughs> I the amount of times I would have hit him over the head by now um for turning I, what was going to be such a lovely day into kind of this stressful day um yeah. and then she does know her stuff though when He's talking yeah. about resuscitation. Like yes and no, and then it's hundred breaths an hour, hundred breaths an hour, hundred breaths a minute. I'm like, you've done this with her before. You've drilled it into her to the extent that she could be a second year medical student in the NICU. Yeah. Probably, probably, probably at this stage, outside of the hospital, she's now probably the most qualified to care for Reese. <laughs> yeah, you know? absolutely. Exactly. Um, um, and... Well, you know, they're outside the hospital when you know Daphne is there to pick help pick her, not Daphne. Tafina. That's it. Defina. I was thinking that's a I think my thing's all to correct it to Daphne. Um Tafina, oh, okay. uh, who we had like two minutes with, I love already. I, I know, thought she was she just so yeah, yeah. fun. As uh, soon as I saw, we'll do either later on or EHPI or however we want to pronounce it, but she I was as soon as I saw her, I was like, I know who that is. I was she's, really excited. she's fun she's just like and, and, and you know Benton freaks out he's like I thought he was supposed to be your mom you know yeah, yeah. because we learn that you know Daphina's not his kind of person but we're like well <laughs> who is you yeah know, exactly asking lots of questions and this is where Corday sees him outside you know and she's mm. like oh and what I love about Corday she, she just gets herself right in there you know you yeah, know exactly. Peter I'm just going to insert myself that's <laughs> <laughs> like hello oh it's this you know kind of hello my name is uh, oh and he's like, this is Dr Corday you know she doesn't say but you can see it's written all over her face Elizabeth Peter um yeah absolutely you know and and she kind of kind of indicates like you have a baby yeah. Like, in, <laughs> do you say nothing, Benton? Like you know, Just grunts and says Stasinski, yeah. French blade, whatever. which is yeah, especially because you know he's had all this time off, and you think people would know why he was having the time off. You know that that's what's mad. They work in the same department, probably in a very similar role, and you think he would have said, but obviously he didn't. You know. Um. And I suppose, in fairness, that is in keeping with his character. And it's it's just like, yeah. it's almost admirable that he stays as Benton as he's always been, yeah. even in this, you know, extremely stressful, to which he is contributing some of the stress, but mm-hmm. extremely <laughs> stressful situation. Um, and uh, Daphina, did I say it right, Daphina? Yes, Daphina. Uh, she... It seems to be the embodiment of everything this moment should be. It's like, yeah. let's get cameras, yeah. let's get take pictures. Yeah, this yeah. Reese is coming home. Yay. Yeah. And he has a face that would sour milk. Yes. <laughs> and probably yeah. did. I'd say I'd say yes. it probably yeah. did, yeah. Um I was drinking tea at the time and it just curdled upon his <laughs> sight. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I can just picture that now, like just talking about know, and know, club. Uh, yeah. Almost Halloween. I'm getting you ready. Um yeah. Uh, yeah, so, and, and what I love as well is later, you know, Corday is just like, you surprise me, Peter, you know, she says, yeah. I am normally a really good judge of character, and I would never have expected you have to would have a kid because, I, you know, you're, you're, you're ambitious and you're in this kind of, uh, you know, you're hardworking and you're in this role, which is very much 
you know, about being very driven and, and having to kind of keep your head to the grindstone. And, you know, but then she's very much like, oh, you know, I love your wife, which also, how sweet was she with Carla? I liked her. I thought these two could be yeah. friends. Charmed her straight away. Mm. Just yeah. was like, oh, you're looking so well on it. And, yeah. and just like, oh, you must be so happy. And just, it All strikes the, the right, right note. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Sets how the right tone. Absolutely. And, um, <laughs> and she's, and it, and I just think, oh, you two could be great friends. Again, it's a bit like when Jeannie and, and, um, and Carla met uh, back in season two, and I thought, God, you two could be really good friends, couldn't you? Yeah, Peter yeah. was a kind of in the way. Um, he was like, oh, professional personal life. No, 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 no. Put up the biggest wall. Yeah, he's the problem in all these relationships. Just move him. Yeah. Jeannie and Carla would be great friends. Corday and, and uh, Carla would be great friends. Exactly. And then they'd all like help each other out. And she'd be like, oh, I can yeah, yeah. look after Reese tonight. And they'd be like, yeah, I'll come yeah, over and look after him while she's running her thing. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and like Jeannie would be like, oh, I'm sad because, you know, AIDS. And they'd be like, come here. Let's all just hang out. You know, it would yes. be great. And um, that is why she's sad. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I just love the phrasing. That's all. <laughs> um, and and then you know, so she says that to him, and then he says, you know, that's she's not my wife, and he's like, hey, you know, you surprised me again, and yeah, yeah, yeah. and I really like the way she's a with people, but I just love her and Peter because she's so forthright, and it's just what he needs. He needs somebody who's just not gonna be like playing any kind of game. They're just gonna say what they're gonna say, and they're gonna say what needs to be said. You know, yeah. which. Yeah. It's a great energy to see him in because, you know, we know how uncomfortable he is <laughs> with the, that kind of light on him. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, with just people in general. But people. that well, exactly, said, yeah, yeah the, when the trauma's coming and he's yeah. helping out with that poor little girl who's screaming head off, maxed yeah. out on morphine and still screaming head off about her arm. And he's he has to check, um, I think she, he has to check the other side and gets his grip and stuff and he's like, come on, sweetheart. And he was just... I was like, so where's this sweet. Benson who's great with kids? Is this from his, his uh, Pete's rotation with um, uh, the original Abigail? Yeah. It's just, I was like, what? what? And I was like, oh. My yeah, that was a really sweet moment. It was, yeah, it was yeah. beautiful. Although. Oh, here now, we go. Oh, here we go. go. No, I have a question for you. So I, might, I accept I might be wrong in this one, okay? okay? So he is leaning over her and he's being great with her and unless I'm very much mistaken, her left hand is squeezing his hand. And a little bit later on, her left hand is being brought away in a box. Oh, I have to say, oh, I did not it watch a... it that closely. Sorry. I, 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 I'm going to say you're probably right. Continuity right. error. Gaff. That's what I'm thinking. Hey, 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 we, yeah, so I, I, I was I'm like, hold on. Because, yeah, because he's definitely... Now, I could, it could just be... He could have just been standing on her left, holding her right at you. It could have been that either. But yeah, I remember yeah. looking at that going like, wait a minute, because there is <laughs> quite the close-up, which you don't often get with ER. Mm. Like, no. they're very good. They're very, very good at their angles, in fairness. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then, yeah, no, no, it's, you know, a scene worthy of a Borg. You know, it's like, <laughs> oh, there's where her arm used to be. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, with the... <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I was like, all right, okay. Season four is coming out swinging. Yeah, apparently not with both hands though. Um, <laughs> and, oh. I, I mean, that's what's really. And then what happened? So he's got he's had that moment with her where he's been quite sweet, and then he's a bit he's quite distracted, isn't he? In the um, yeah. in the ER, but in the surgery, sorry. And then a bit later, when Doris's baby 
they're trying to resuscitate, he gets called in and he's just obviously, you just see the reaction in all he's seeing is Reese. Um, And kind of when that all ends, the first thing he does is he gets on the phone to check, which, you know, is just how sweet is that, you know? Yeah. I know we've watched, we've all watched this past this point, the same time you just know he's going to be a good dad. He'll be probably overprotective, but he will be there. And that's like, I'm going to go learn how to ride a bike on a trampoline in a padded room. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you won't actually be on a bike. Yeah. You're going to be pretending there's a bike. Get the movements first. (laughs) Having an imagination cycling race. (laughs) Yeah. Um, um, but and yeah, it's just that softening, isn't it, of him? Which we're seeing how it's affecting him, and it's nice also to see a working dad and how it's affecting a working dad, not yeah. just kind of the mob. Yeah, um, yes. and you know, he <laughs> they they comment on the fact that you know once once oh um, so he's about to leave and he's there wearing a suit because of course he is. As you, I think you commented on it last week as well. It's like why well, yeah. he's yeah. Um, and this is Benton, so someone says, are you out early today? No, no, I'm actually out on time, which on for Benton, time. of course, yeah. is early. Um, and, you know, we'll we, we discuss Carter in a bit more detail, but part of his storyline crosses over very, you know, kind of yeah. literally in the path of Benton's storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Benton is then, for or feels that he's forced to go back up to the OR. Uh, and we have another really bloody sweet moment so he's there yes. scrubbing away da, 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 da. and Corday just walks in and says you know why are you still here and he's just like oh this is this. and she's just like no right, piss off then yeah you know go home like, go it's, fine. It's, it's his first you know yeah, this yeah, is his yeah. first yeah. day go home yeah and um, what's even more shocking he does yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like what whoa yeah Corday has um, an effect on him Yes, she, she does. does. She does. She has effect on all uh, of us. Um, I also went home to Reese, and I don't have Reese, so that's, that's the <laughs> found a baby. What she did find a baby. Terrified, terrified. Some poor mother and <laughs> yeah, all because of. Thought I saw that on the news. Yeah, a woman yeah. in London breaks into house and comforts baby. She doesn't, <laughs> you know, doesn't belong to her. And then we have that really lovely moment um, when he gets he gets to Carla's house, oh. and he he finally gets her, and he opens the door and everything, because he's got his key now, and. She's just asleep, um, and Reese oh, is next to her, and he's awake, and he's kind of moving, and, and we just get this really sweet shot of Benton just kind of smiling and feeling, looking content as well, you know, quite it, like. Yeah. It's both deeply unsettling and really lovely. Yeah. Yes. You know, it's just like, ah, oh god, I didn't realize. More and more, we're seeing that weird expression on yeah, his what's face. What's this? I'm not yeah. used to his mouth makeup. Going that way, like up rather than down. Kind of, yeah, some kind of spasm. It's just yeah. Is he all right? Is it like yeah, need to look after that? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, look into it. Um, was, uh, it is easily the most heartwarming moment of the episode. Like, yes. Unfortunately, a lot of the rest of the episode, even after what we've discussed, is kind of heavy and grim. I know. Yes. I know. Um, oh. Right. Should we go to Carter? Because that intersects yeah, so well good. with kind of. Uh, with the Benton stuff so mm. so Carter we see him you know he's in the doctor's lounge and he is giving himself the pep talk of his life <laughs> and in the mirror which is just hilarious and Anna walks in and she's like what what and he's very much yeah, like, yeah. you know what 
things have not gone right for me and it's all about attitude and start spouting off some kind of self-help stuff but he's very much about it doesn't matter if if I go in with the right attitude everything's going to be fine Mm. um and it's like great so they've got new med students because they seem to have new med students every week all of a sudden anyway yeah that was I didn't I mean I'm I must say sorry Chad Lowe but I don't miss him but you know and neither (laughs) does Carter Oh, but, um, I mean, he yeah, comes like, back, so. I mean, the fact that Carter was here four years into, you know, it's like they don't change every single week. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was just like, OK, this is obviously for, for a storyline and we'll go with it. But mm. we, we see you, ER. We don't we don't buy yeah, it. Yeah. Um, and then so, you know, Anna's like, you choose whichever one you want because you kind of got screwed last time. And he's very much like, no, it doesn't matter. It's all about... My attitude anyway, he gets yeah. he gets paired with Ivan. And um the first thing he does is he he has a patient and he calls Benton down um before yes. he gets the 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 CT scan back because he's kind of decided or he just feels like he knows what's gonna happen. If he waits for the CT, then he'll have to wait even longer for for kind of then surgery to come. So Benton comes down and kind of has a go at him. For, for wasting time and for not doing things correctly, which obviously deflates Carter and we, we get that. Yeah. Um, and then he has a really lovely moment because when the kids all come in, um, he, he's treating one of the kids with Weaver and he he does a procedure that goes really well. And, and she says to yeah. him, she says, you know, you did that so well and you know your your tutelage under Benton you know is, is well served you know you're it's doing standing it. to you yeah like you know you're kind of you know Benton show you know and, and it's great you know it's, it's a lovely yeah. lovely moment um and would that those kind of moments there was more of them because he and I have to say understandably the next one I I, I get why he made the call that he did you know yeah. When, Absolutely. So the motorcyclist, as we knew he would, ends up coming into the yes. ER. Um, and ironically, the, the injuries he got from the crash were not that bad. However, yeah. he magically received some other injuries for which I have absolutely no sympathy. I'm just going to throw yes. that out there. Uh, oh. The cops bring him in. And yes, there is a, you know, a, a an injury to the abdomen, which ends up being to, to his spleen, which, you know, Carter can see straight away, Crash didn't do this. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, cops just like, he fell into a fence. And I was like, okay. So based on the evidence in front of him, Carter makes a call. Now it turns out to be the wrong call. Yeah. Um, and, you know, for, for, well, obviously for better or worse, I suppose for, for better, Benton arrives down and discovers that Carter hasn't classified this guy as an OR case Which, and in, yeah. in Carter's point of view and Carter does have and he makes the point his three years experience on yeah. surgical rotation you know he made a call based on the evidence at the time which yeah. was he wasn't serious he wasn't critical and didn't need yeah. surgery um, and Benton just goes off at him just yeah. completely runs straight through him for a shortcut and this is of course what leads us into Benton's conversation with yes. Corday Um and thank maybe thankfully is a strong word, but with a sense of maybe um what's the word I'm looking for here? 
Uh, it was always going to come to this. Um, inevitable. Thank you. I could, it was gone from my head. So a sense of inevitability, there is a confrontation at the steps of the L. And yeah. this has been coming for a while. Yeah. And, you know, they've been set against it. You know, they, they both, we've seen them come. They're both like trains on the same track. We knew that at some point yeah. they were going to hit. This is the moment. Yeah. Because Carter's annoyed that Benton can still reduce him down to how he was when he was a student. And yeah. so he goes after him, you know, and he's, he just wants to talk to Benton. And Benton's like, I, I don't, you know, yeah. he's just like, no, not right now. You know, he's just trying to get home. Mm. And they end mm. up in a bit of a tussle and, you know, Carter ends up on the floor, um, which isn't great. No. But then they just, that's it. That's the moment where they start, they start talking properly. And, you know, John, you know, Carter's very much like, I'm not your student. You've got to treat me properly. And, and, it, and then, then the subtext comes out because it's not really about that. It's actually all about, he's like, you know, I did everything you asked for me, you know, and, mm. and you're mad at me because I'm not, I'm not your student anymore and it's all about your kind of ego it's not about your time it's about your ego and he's like I'm not egotistical I've written it down because I loved I just loved this whole exchange but he's yeah. like yeah yeah right Carter I'm e egotistical you know what I got a lot of people that worked that damn hard to make sure I am where I am and for them I got to be self-centered I don't take time for anything but you man man I did for you Carter um and he's like and then this is where my heart actually broke. You decide you don't want to be a surgeon and you don't come to me. You go to Anne's bar. Yes. And, and that's is, the crux right yeah. there. There is, for all of the criticisms I have for how Benton treated him, and he treated him poorly, mm -hmm. that's the one thing that's really hard to go, oh, okay, I don't think I have an argument against that one. No. Because coming up to the end, they weren't friends. There's, there was absolutely no friend, but there was at least that the building blocks of respect were there. We had oh, seen yeah. them at least interact in a way that wasn't, you know. And this, and I feel like as well with Carter, he was the first student to probably get to even this far with, he's the first one that Benton ever let in close. And, you know, it wasn't close, yeah. close, but that's as close yeah. as you're going to get. I mean, like they were, you know, they killed Gant together. You know, they, exactly. they, they had, they had bonded. You know, um, <laughs> and it was murder. Yes, yeah. And although Benton speaks to him in a way that in the tone that we're so used to hearing Benton speak, there is a betrayal there. Yeah, That's, that is hurt. how Benton has viewed this. It's not know? just oh, whatever. You've wasted my time. There is we had something, and you didn't have the respect or decency to talk to me. I thought yeah. we were in one stage of a relationship. You've proved we were in, in a whole other. And, and there's a, and, John, and Carter says to him, look, you know, I was afraid you talked me out of it. And he said, I wish I had the chance to try. And again, that's yeah. another really heartbreaking, you know. And then uh, Ben says, can I go home now? Which I thought was yeah. funny because, you know, it, it, he's, saying to, he's saying to Carter, like, you've got the power right now. I'm here because you've stopped me. Um, Carter lets him go. And then he says, you know what, Carter? And this is, the, again, a very important moment. He says... Yeah. You don't want to be treated like my student. Stop seeking my approval. Because yes. that's exactly what it is, isn't it? That's what's yep. got Carter wrong. Instead of being able to kind of stand up for himself and say, I did the right things and I did it this way. He's allowed kind of Benton to, that old relationship to kind of embed itself and he's reacted mm. to it in that way. Yeah. Yeah. 
like but god i found it satisfying having them having this real like talk. Oh, it's brilliant it's it's that it's i love their relationship i i never really appreciated it as much as i do now mm. you know the, the strength and the depth of it and oh they're not friends favorites. yeah they're not friends but they come to a point of respect and it's it's yeah it's a beautiful and I think as much as you can with Benton, this that's as much as you'll get from him. As, as, yeah. you know, he will never yeah. like you like that, but that's yeah. where he'll get. And and it and it's a really foundational relationship for both of them that continues on, you know, throughout as we see. But um, this is it, it. Just shows the complexities and the depths of kind of relation friendships. And I love that working relationships and what grows and. It feels very real. And I, the reason I thought I just felt so satisfied because for once we had Benton actually saying what he meant rather than grunting yeah. or being mean and and Carter having to hear it this time instead of kind of, he normally just gets left with grunts that he then filled the space in with his own kind of madness or musings, which aren't always right. You know, I don't think he really thought that Benton would feel this way. I think it's really shocks him. Yep. Yep. Um. I think it's shocking that Benton feels. <laughs> and that as well. Yeah, yeah. That. Well, they um, say when you have a kid, it changes everything, you know? He's like, whoa, <laughs> what are all these feelings? I don't know what to do. <laughs> That's it. Only for the fact that Reese exists, this conversation would have happened in the hospital. Exactly. You know, because Benton would be there doing his usual 47 hour shift, mm-hmm. you know? That's before he picks up an extra shift. You exactly. Know? Exactly. Um, yeah. But, uh, um, and then that kind of segues. So, do you want to go Ross Delamico or Jeannie and Weaver? I was going to go Ross Delamico, but I don't mind. Um, yeah, let's go that way. Okay. Um, Delamico, controversial statement. She messed up. I'm sorry, but she messed up. She withheld medical information. Oh, yes, she did in the end. That she did. That's horrible, wasn't it? That's that the problem. Yeah. yeah. So, and again, yeah. I mean, these two are another couple that are kind of, we've seen them, they're on the same track heading towards each other. You know, they've had these little tussles um, and little kind of moments of, uh, uh, you know, I'm better than you. No, I'm more status than I, you know. Yeah, and yeah. that's really just yeah. comes out this week, doesn't it? Um, it's just kind of, it's just, petty territory and there's two of them in it i mean yeah. ross might be stand and you know swear that no 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 i've never done this i mean all he had to do was just be like in this particular situation is you know it's lovely to see you i'm really sorry i'm really busy my colleague dr delamico yes. will look after you and just kind of stick to his guns a little bit yeah, um, absolutely because i think he just yeah. it's, it, it can feel very undermining and you can't big time yeah always every time a doctor comes in and says i want that doc you know sorry not a doctor a patient comes in and says, no no i want that doctor you can't you have to get them used to the fact that that's not how it is going to be exactly. so yeah we have this kid who's been coming in all the time with troubles with his asthma and the grandma knows doug and he's been treated by doug before so when anna's there and there's a little bit of oh she's a woman so she's not a doctor going on because she's yeah. very much like where is yeah. the doctor and anna's like i am the doctor um right in front of you here i am <laughs> yeah, doing yeah. my job um yeah. and anna suspects something but by then the grandmother something about stomach you know she's trying to go down a line of inquiry but the grandmother has found Doug and brought him in and and as you say Doug doesn't say what he should say which is 
yes. you know, you're all Without. sorted. I'm elsewhere. He goes, yeah. oh, I'll just, you know, I'll just take it. You know, it's fine. Really kind of brushes her out. Um, I've got it. I've got it from here, you know. Um, and she's like, fine. So she leaves. Um, and then they have little moments all the way through because there's when Anna's treating, when the kids are all coming in and Anna's treating the girl with the arm who's screaming, oh, Doug is yeah. like you need to give her pain meds in between the kind of the the uh, trauma rooms and Anna's like I did and he's like not enough you know it, it's really yeah. belittling and undermining her even there so yeah as you say there are two of them in this kind oh of- absolutely Doug is not innocent in this at all um no um and then when Doug finally comes back to the grandmother he's like all right I'm gonna give Preden his own um and then the grandmother mentions about the stomach thing which that's when Doug kind of the penny drops with him that there is something else that Anna was obviously thinking might be a problem and hasn't passed on to him at any point. So he would have given the prednisone, which A, wouldn't have done anything, like wouldn't have helped because that's not what it was, but actually would have made things worse, I think he says at one point, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah. Yeah, so that's absolutely. where you're like, and then he goes and says to Annie, you know, you've withheld this. And I, th- I think this is where you're right, Sean. It was just, just in the, it's like, this is where, and it's not, she's not the worst person in the world for this. This is just where their bickering spilled into patient care. Yeah. Yes. And there's, you know, there's kind of, you can, there's almost echoes of Mark in this mm-hmm. as well. You know, his personal issues spilled into patient care. And, but there is a moment which I hopefully, now we'll have to see where it goes from here. But so they, unfortunately they've lost several children but one of the the children the boy with the gecko who died and they you know Doug did work very very hard to try and save him his mother is standing there he has to break in in the middle of like in the middle of no or in there's there's no context basically you know uh Doug turns around what do you want there she is and he switches straight into you can hear the phrase despite all of our capabilities Mm. you know the phrase and the woman, she's completely silent because she is just destroyed inside. And just behind, and it's a really clever shot on the, whether it was director or the cinematographer, it was a really clever shot because- It was me. Got, uh, Sharon, you nailed this. Yeah, you absolutely you. nailed this. It's Doug in the foreground and you could see, oh, he's just like, oh my God, I just want the floor to open up and yes. swallow me right now. And for the, that entire thing, Anna's just on his shoulder. And then just at the end, she just basically says, do you need a hand? Can I do anything for you? And yes. he's just like, no, thanks. Yeah. And hopefully, yeah, that's like, maybe that's a moment where the pair of them are just like, look, there are bigger things. Yeah. And yeah. actually at the end of the day, we're better if we work together, you know. Yes. Like maybe mm-hmm. he could have handled going in there better and maybe she should have told, you know, but let's mm. let's go on. And actually when the crap hits the fan and you need support, I'll be there to support you, which... I thought it was yeah. a really lovely moment as well. I thought that was really yeah. redeeming for the for both of them, um, yeah, just to have so. that um, have that little that little thing. I um, did like, um, sorry, um, the the bit where Anna's complaining to Carol about yeah. Doug because they're still secret because he comes in with his head injury, for no, his sports injury. Yeah, because yeah, of their secret rollerblade. Can I just how say about the road? Yeah. Oh my God. How 90s was that whole <laughs> moment? I was like, do people still have rollerblades? I've, I've seen like the actual roller skates are starting to come back. I've seen them in shops again, yeah. but uh, maybe mm. blades will be next. But I, I, I did have some blades. Did you guys have blades when you were? I, no, I never I, did. <clears throat> I they were pricey and I... I'm very what we call in Lincolnshire unepen, which means clumsy. 
<laughs> and just a bit like yeah awkward but yeah I did like uh, Carol's nagging about wearing a helmet he says it'll mess the do <laughs> barely got a do yes Doug of course <clears throat> it's like all right now George Important. you've got some lovely hair don't get me wrong yeah 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 very much of it but it's lovely <laughs> Uh, uh, did uh, like that Kerry had found Doug, Doug's fellowship proposals all oh I really like the idea but people have already done it but I've, I've taken the trouble of writing you this that and the other and I was like whoa although in a way what a fantastic academic help she's given them <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, for the fact that yeah. You. yeah yeah and isn't it better that that's her way of also being like you you know I want you here you're useful because otherwise yeah, she could have yeah, just yeah. been the other way as much as she is saying to him you know ER cannot afford to keep you on when you need to find your money from elsewhere. Mm. She's also helping him to try and find that and and giving that to him. But but as you say, you know that him and Carol are still kind of hiding their relationship. So when they come yeah. in, you know he's hurt himself because he wasn't wearing a helmet. Got to wear your helmets, um, kids. Exactly, do it. Um, and then, as you say, and so Anna's had that argument with him, the first argument where he's kind of, you know, dismissed her out of the room, and she says to you know she says to Carol, I don't know how what how you handled being with him like he just does not respect women and and then Weaver just jumps in doesn't she she's just like yeah, actually yeah, yeah. he doesn't you know he just can't handle a strong woman um like, <laughs> Carol's just like dum, 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 dum. <laughs> actually he's pretty good at handling women dum, dum, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and it, that must be really tough to hear because you can't kind of mm. fight you know she's really trying to fight couldn't but actually when we were together no no, no but they've gone on their little rant and yeah, they don't yeah, want to yeah. know and um yeah. Uh, but yeah, we've still got Weaver there trying to, you know, not oust him, but just trying to save money, I guess, is yes. is, is the word. Um, well, they're paying his, his fellowship wages and his fellowship is to do research and he's not done it. So that's, yeah, to yeah. be honest, like at the end of the day, someone's going to sit there with a spreadsheet and go, that number doesn't make any sense. Get yes. rid of it. And the argument as well that comes later on a lot is, you know, we, do we need a special pediatrician because a doc, you know, regular doctors can also handle, you know, a, adult patients. So do we, do we need that um, yeah. adult and kids? So anyway, but yeah, that's all kind of harking to, to future mm. things. Um, speaking about Weaver, we've got, she has a quite a run in with Jeannie this week, doesn't she? Yeah. It's she does. Um, I don't know. How do you, well, well, first of all, just a tiny little bit of um, because Al's story is very short this week. Yeah, yeah. Al, is, Al, it's exactly what he thought was going to happen. Yeah, you know, he's he's just there in the hospital at the start of the episode. And she's Jeannie's like, kind of Al, what are you doing here? Yeah, he's going to get his stitches out. She's like, oh, you you're early, and he's like, I've got nothing else to do because yeah, yeah. he was made straight away to no, we don't have a job for you here in this construction site. Yeah, um, it was it's his fear come true. Uh, and he does, and he, in his sadness, he owns the fact that barely a couple of years before had, let's say, Bill from last week, had the roles yeah. been reversed, he said, I would have been one of the guys making the jokes. Yeah. You yeah. know, that it was, there was this, it was that. You know, so he's like, so I know I won't get a job in construction in Chicago again. Mm. Um, and he even says to her, you know, people don't look at you and wonder where you got it from, but they do look at me. And I think that that there's a real burden of, well, there's this idea that, you know, HIV and AIDS was only really a gay man's thing, but also like, I, I just felt like there wasn't really that much of a woman face on it or people didn't yeah. really recognize women as much. It was very much a gay man's disease. So if you were a man and you had it, you had to, you know, 
there was this real sense especially very ignorant people that you, you meant you were you were gay so he he's kind of got that to contend with that kind of ma- mass that kind of horrible toxic masculinity yeah, that comes yeah. kind of with his job um and he's very much like oh you know I'm sure everything will be okay you know it took them it took them a bit of time here and it'll be all okay and and he just knows that it's not and it, it it's really tough and and he leaves and Jeannie's you know working away and, and a guy comes in who's who fell off a ladder while he was trying to do something on his roof and um he slowly throughout the episode starts to really decomp decompensate and he uh, to the point where he you know he cannot breathe and the moment unfortunately that happens is when all the kids are coming on the bus so there are yes. like no doctors so she is trying her best and she's saying like please somebody i need to get a doctor somebody get a doctor because she she says oh i think it's a tension pneumonia he needs to kind of have um you know he needs a, like a tube in his lung i guess um which is it she then just she's trying to insert and she can do it without touching but it won't fit in and then she, this guy is literally dying in front of her and nobody else is there and she could just do it. So she does, but that means putting a hand in the patient. And as she's doing that, Weaver kind of comes in and tells her to just go to triage because as soon as you do something wrong, you have to be go to triage. That's your punishment. That's the R's version of yeah. hell <laughs> or limbo. I don't know, something like yeah. that. <laughs> um, um yeah and... and then they have that argument don't they because Jeannie's like I'm yeah. I'm trying you know Jeannie's very much like I had no choice because Weaver gets quite mad at her obviously and says sends her out and Jeannie's like but I had no choice you've got to understand and Weaver's very much like look you know you, this is the risk you take for for, for, for coming in and um, with HIV and this is what's going to have to happen you're going to have to let people die i guess is what she's saying um yeah but then i mean i mean, I mean sorry you, you're you're dead right and this is this is the the clear example of you know look something might look good on paper but when it's actually called into question you know in the moment you know if g if genie had stuck to the agreement which is you know when there is a visually impaired internal injury you know you cannot uh, you know, when you, when you can't see, basically, are you going to jab your finger on a broken bone, for example, mm. you know, and then thus bleed into a patient, um, you know, you are to step back. So let's say she does that, right? And she steps back and your man flatlines. So understandably, you know, uh, his son is standing beside him going like, the doctor did nothing. Yeah. You know, listen, I was, and maybe she would be protected by, you know, you know, yeah, I signed a contract. I said this, so you know, never yeah. mind her mental health for a second. But yeah, okay, legally she's covered. That hospital's still getting sued. Yes, you know, and then that just opens up the question of, well, then what is the role of an HIV positive physician's assistant or doctor? Should they be anywhere near the emergency room at all? If there's going to be certain things they can't do in these situations where it's all hands on deck. Yeah, yeah, and this is where. That agreement herself, Mark and Weaver sitting over a table, that's all well and good until it's actually the situation arises. Yes. And then it's like, listen, this is you, you cannot you, you can't plan for these kind of situations because here was a situation where you had Green and Weaver and Benton and Carter. I know he's been demoted to intern, but like he knows what he's at and Ross 
and Delamico, who is an accomplished pediatrician in another hospital, mm. are mm. all present and still none of them were available to come and help. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That. And it literally is life and death. And it must be so hard if you know you have skills to stop yourself from doing that. Yeah. Because you're... I don't know, she might, maybe in her head she was weighing it up a bit of like, actually, if I get this in and the chance of me hurting myself, even though it is there, you know, she might have been doing all that. But when it comes to it and there's action and there is that stress, you, you want to get in and, you know, do the work you need to do. So her and her and um, Weaver clash. And it's, it's, it's tough because, you know, Weaver says to her, you know, I, I went to the map for you and I've I've been your biggest supporter which is something we've all really appreciated with with weaver yep yep and then on the other side you can completely it's one of those situations because you they're both right really you know you can see not that they're both right but you can see how both of them have come to where they've come to and you can imagine being genie and thinking shit i'm just gonna do it you know i've got to do this because i've got to bring this person back to life but you can imagine weaver is like oh my gosh the risks the risks the risks so I think also for Jeannie, it really shows that the the limit still and that as much as as she they're trying to help and have her be there and support her in it, there are limits and and maybe yeah. she won't be able to do everything she thought she could. So at this yeah. at this point in the sad history of HIV, you know, today in theory, you know, well, there's no in theory about it. The meds have progressed to the point where U equals U. That if Jeannie were to slit her wrist and hold it over somebody's yeah, yeah. innards, you know, yeah. you're still U equals U. So that that aspect has been taken away. Yes. Weaver, from a legal standpoint, Weaver is absolutely right in everything she says. But again, in a in the situation that it was, Jeannie was right. The man was gonna die. Yeah. You know, there was like, and then and then what would have you would have had a man's life on everyone's conscience. You know, so it's just, yeah, it's a it's a real kind of like. There's no you can win. imagine. There's no win. There's no win in this situation. Had Jeannie stepped back, somebody would have lost. Jeannie stepped in from Weaver's point of view, somebody lost. Yeah, you know, and it's just like, listen, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. So yeah. might as well save a life. Absolutely. Exactly. Well, this says she would do the same thing all over again. I'm like, go on, go girl. <laughs> Yeah, you go. Oh, I hate that phrase, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I just want to touch on Cynthia a little bit because I think she played a blinder this week. So Jerry's been furloughed down to Alabama to do uh, fishing in the wrong season down in Mobile, Alabama. Um, and she's had to step up really quickly. Yes. And during a major trauma, she was just like whizzing around and she sounded really like she knew what she was doing. It sounded like she's doing all the right things. That oh, I'll be doing this, I'll be doing that. She does follow Mark into a trauma and is traumatised mm. by yeah. what she sees. It's yeah. it, it's pretty stark demonstration of what the ER is all about for her. But yeah. I think she really does well. She's I nervous, she but does. she cracks up. She gets on with it. She does. She does everything they ask of her. You know, Doug says, yeah. as soon as that mother comes in, you grab me, and yeah, yeah. and she's there making sure people have charts and people know yeah. what's happening. And Green's got the information to, to to treat Jeremy. Yeah, she doesn't say held all right, but he knows exactly what it is she yeah. means. You know, and she's not a, a doctor or a nurse. It's, no, it's, no. She's been in the job what a week. Yeah, exactly. Talk about sink or swim, like you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I'm, I'm um, fair play to. I know she's. She'll have her issues in the future, but still. Yeah. 
I think, yeah, for as, as it stands right now, we're, we're all kind of thinking, do you know what? Yes, Mark yeah. bloody jumped the gun on hiring her. But yeah, I think this might work out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, um, but then, as you say, you know, he does, he gives her the lift home and yeah. well, she's like, can you walk me up, up to, to the L? And he's like, oh, I'll just give you a lift home. And we, we yeah. all know what that means, you know. Wait, yeah, like, Wink. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, coming for yeah. coffee. Yeah, exactly. Um, and we also know disaster because we know where Green is in his, his life. And we <laughs> yes. can see how Cynthia is. She seems very much, she does seem very taken with him, but also she seems very, somebody who's very codependent and it's yes. just not what green will need be needing but um that's the episode mm, yeah that's that's it for this week yeah um why right, should we dump, jump into iba we've got some good ones this week we have so i'm gonna go with uh jeremy who was played by david denman yes who you may know from the office mayor of east town angel parenthood lots of things he's also which i think is really fascinating about him because and this is totally judging by how somebody looks or maybe because I've been introduced to him as Roy who's kind of a bit of a Neanderthal in the office but he's quite this big like Shakespeare actor who like oh really goes off and does lots of theatre and he's got a lot of um a lot of that kind of history behind him which I think is really cool I love it when I when somebody completely blows my stupid stereotypes out of the water his his, his role in the office isn't there's aspects to him, and he, I think I think he has to underplay it a bit because he's like say playing that Neanderthal that Pam is dating, and she get do they actually get engaged in the end? Yeah, they're engaged from the they, beginning. I thought, oh, were they? Oh, God. they were, but then they get re-engaged. He goes, That's I'm going to ask her again, and it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. you were already engaged, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the whole thing with Pam and Jim and stuff. But yeah, I, I think he was very good looking. Not that you should judge, but he's a very good-looking lad in this. And yeah. I thought he was good-looking in the office because he plays, like you say, a brutish character. You're not yeah. attracted to him. But I was like, mm. he's poorly. I've actually just realised why I didn't recognise him is because in Angel, uh, he is under extreme prosthetics. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Does he play? We, Angel. Uh, uh, do you remember Skip, the demon? <laughs> Who? Skip the demon. Uh, he's got he's got like a kind of a, a ring coming out. Really, really big makeup. Like there's bit sticking out. Oh, he's the friendly demon. He's the well. Oh, uh, for I a think, while. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I know yeah. what you mean actually. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, so, wow. yeah, so he 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 was he played him in four episodes as well. Um, he did yes, but yes, because he said I, I have yeah. not seen The Office. So, <gasps> so you don't know who Roy is. I have oh. no idea who you're talking about. The American Office goes like it follows the British one like word for word, scene for scene, up until a certain point, and then it goes its own way, and it's. It's... No, so it's the first episode they copy scene, but like oh, is it's it? only the first episode, and then after that they go. What they end up doing, which is brilliant, is they have the all these kind of diverse people around them, and then they start introducing them more and more. So you end up getting because I find the office very white and very you know yeah. and a bit mean, and I think this found a new way of being, and it, it's actually got quite a lot of heart. And you kind of, I mean, they have yeah. an episode called Diwali. You know, that's the first time anybody's ever. I've seen yeah, something yeah. like that of myself on TV. So, you know, I will always well, you uh, s- worship at the altar of that. You were saying about The Office earlier when they brought the writers into the room and stuff. Well, yeah. um, I can't remember his name. BJ Novak gets yeah. involved. He's a producer. Mindy Kaling becomes a producer. Yeah, so, so they, right, was, they get really deep. Well, involved. he was very obsessed. Greg Daniels was very much like when he hired BJ Novak, he was like, you're going to be an actor and a writer. When he hired... Yeah. Um, the rest of them, he would say to them at some point, you're going to go up on stage. So, you know, she's yeah. in it from the beginning as well. And and 
and they don't weren't sure how they were going to do it. I mean, Ryan, obviously, he plays Ryan and he's we knew he was going to be yeah. a big thing, but I don't think they all knew how much. And I think what ends up happening is they end up getting a real understanding. I mean, at one point, Toby mm-hmm. is show running the show as well as yeah. being Toby. So, you know, and I just think it adds Toby. something great to it. So. Yeah, yeah. And you so know, watch Toby the is office the show kids. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Um, uh, when there's they were doing Parks and Rec when Mike Sher and um, and um, Greg Daniels were doing Parks and Rec, they moved off to do that, and Toby ah. took over to, to oh, okay. To show run, which is why Ooh. Toby goes off to Costa Rica for a little bit. Ah, oh, was actually show running. Well, okay. Anyway, next Iber, sorry. Um. So we've got a couple. Um. We've got Merin Dungy. I think it's Dungy. As Dafina, who I I absolutely love her. She's been in loads of stuff. Um, she was Sydney's best friend in Alias, who gets oh I don't want to spoil, spoil it, but she gets to play two characters basically. Um, yeah, if you've not watched Alias, it is cracking. The first season, well, then it gets into it. Um, she's also in Once Upon a Time as the Sea Witch from Little Mermaid. Ursula. Oh, is Ursula. that who she? Yeah. She plays cool. Ursula in that. Yeah, that yeah. Um, and her dad is the guy who played Winston Zedmore, who comes back in ER and plays Michael's Oh, dad. Was it Ernie Hudson? Ernie Hudson, yeah, yeah, yeah. He plays oh, yeah, Poseidon. Yeah. Yeah. I love her. Nice. She's also in Brooklyn Nine-Nine as Terry's wife, uh, who has babies in their prisons. Is? Yeah, Sharon. Yeah, Sharon. Yeah, Sharon. That's, I can't remember names. I'm just like, she's a wife. That is terrible, Edward. That is terrible. Yeah. Um, and also the name is a name you know quite well. Ooh, oh, good point. And uh, yeah, she's also, um, for me and Sean being Trek fans, she was the reporter in the first episode of Star Trek Picard who grills Ooh. him. She's just doing a job, Sean. I don't know why you're so mean about her, but she's just, yeah, just doing a job. Nah. She's mean to our Jean-Luc. I know. He deserved it. (gasps) You don't know. I don't know. I really don't. Former Admiral. He might have deserved it. I don't know. He did. He might have. I haven't seen it. Moving on. Ivan Foo was played by uh, Joel De La Fuente, um, who I recognise straight away because... He was very youthful. He's also in Space Above and Beyond just before ER. Don't know if Sean, you've watched that. Space Above and Beyond. No, I've not seen that. It was a, I think it was only two seasons. Um, it's a kind of military sci-fi show about uh, a war between uh, humanity and aliens. And he was one of the young cadets in that. Um, he was really good. He was, he was played as a comedy character. He's kind of like, well, I don't want to be just a comedy character. Okay. Um, but he was also uh, in Man in the High Tower. As Inspector Kido, and I, I was going to do my impression I used to, but it's not appropriate. Um, but he's also was in Law and Order SVU with Mariska Hargitay. Yay! Oh, lovely. So, yeah. All right. Ooh, some good Ibers this week. Some good Ibers, yeah. Oh. And we're calling it. Thanks for listening to our podcast about everything ER. Don't forget you can find us on social media on Instagram at you set the tone pod and at set underscore pod on Twitter. And don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. And remember, you set the tone.